Welcome to Tantillating Talk. Tuesdays, 3 a.m. Yeah, for people who don't know, we tape this at 3 in the morning. We look pretty good for that hour of the day. I feel like Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> and I'm Roz. <laughs> listen, this is fun, but listen, if you gave me a chance to retire, I would take that first, wouldn't you? <laughs> yes, I would. Can somebody help me turn the fucking <laughs> vibration off my phone? <laughs> yeah, send us a text or an email. How do you work your phone? <laughs> only had an iphone since 2005 i don't know but whatever hopefully i don't get buzzed oh airplane mode that's what we'll do how about that but, yeah exactly I feel, like, I feel like an ancient bastard and i can just hold on i'm gonna customize our time okay here we go and that signals the start of the program Kachang. <laughs> that's modern day espresso mm. It's a, I had an espresso with a, with a Red Bull chaser. Oh, that's the best. I'm usually a uh, espresso and two Tylenols. Great, <laughs> great combo in the morning. Oh, the morning? Oh, oh yeah. I know. At the end of the night. And the end of the night. <laughs> so you're a guy that likes to work. Yes. You're not shy. You're not shy about work, all that stuff. But it would be great if you didn't have to, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why is retirement on your mind? I feel so, like it's on your mind today. You've dropped the R word a couple times. Yeah. <clears throat> so when I was like, uh, I'd say probably six, five, six years old, I was walking down Del Monte Boulevard in California. And Del Monte Boulevard is like, it's a main drag for Central California. It's like eucalyptus trees and the beaches are right there. It's kind of like a famous spot but i was in an after school program we're walking with a bunch of kids and flies by this 81 911 porsche and it's like <sighs> you know that deep nice. weird porsche rumble yeah it's totally unique so it flies by and i remember just sitting there going thinking i'm gonna be retired by the time i'm 40 and i'm gonna be rich have a big house on a hill three-car garage with a porsche out front Probably married to Carmel, Carmen Electra, too, but that's changed, <laughs> honey. Uh, <laughs> You've done better, Clint. I, I You've done better. Way better. Um, so, <laughs> so eight, nine years old, you're, you're thinking of yeah, your retirement thinking, plan. And it sounds weird to a lot of people. Like, well, why would you think four years? When I was young, my dad was constantly like, we'd go to a restaurant. And he's like, okay, figure out the tip. Like young, young. He was always trying to advance me mentally and think about money yeah. and all this stuff. So... I was like, I'm going to retire by the time I'm 40. Sounds like a good age. And I'm going to have enough life left that I can enjoy it. And I'm going to still feel like young and stuff. I just, I just had this number. It was like 40. So my whole life, I was always thinking like, I'm going to hit this lottery ticket. I'm going to do this one move. And it's going to catapult me into wealth or whatever. This, this dream that I had. And so I would be going, I'd, I'd go through life with just kind of this reckless abandon thinking, it's okay, I'm just like one move away. Like one lottery ticket type. You're like, if you're Biff from Back to the Future, you just need that one almanac. Just that one thing, yeah. <laughs> and you could just cash it in, <laughs> one shot, boom. <laughs> and it was going to all work out. Everything would just yeah. fall into a place. So I kind of lived, you know, forever thinking that. And then I think it was about, I was about 37 
and I went, oh shit. <laughs> that one thing kind of turned into like, oh, maybe a couple things. And then it turned into, okay, just a few months of working like this and then I can get there maybe a year or then it turns into like, okay, five years from now. And as soon as I did that, I realized five years from now is past 40. And I went, fuck. So what turned into, I got plenty of time, I got plenty of time, I got plenty of time, became, I failed. And I mean, not like I failed, like I wanted to go try out for a team and I didn't get it. I mean, like I failed the one longest dream I ever had was... I'm going to retire when I'm 40. I've been telling myself this for 30 years. So I sat there and I was like, this is, this is fucked up. I was really like damaged by this. And I, I came to the realization, okay, I'm not going to retire when I'm 40. Like this is a, this is a fucking problem. And I was talking to my wife and we were, we were discussing things. And I was, you know, I was kind of explaining to her this whole thing. And she's like, okay, so then what? Like you retire and then what? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, travel, we could do this, we could do that. Like, that was my dream. That was my idea is that I'd, tr I'd retire and then we could do this, this, this. And as I was talking, I kept going and going. And she's really good about this. She's, she'll kind of just sit back and let me work through these moments where I'll kind of talk until I come to a, a good resolve. And at the end, the magic words came out. Well, I could still work. I, I would still go to work. But I, I wouldn't have to. It would be my choice. And she kind of smiled. And she's like, yeah, because you're never going to stop, like, working. And it, it just, it's like those words just were ringing in my head for days and, and whatever. And it helped me realize the work is never over. The work's never done. And for years, I chased this ideal that it was just I was going to I was going to do something magical and it was going to stop and then I would escape any responsibility. And that's what it really was. It was not work it, I, that I was running from. It was the responsibility of the work running away. But running, you are running away, running away. See, I thought you were going to change your plan and say, I can't do this thing at 40. So I'm going to adjust it to. 41 yeah <laughs> well and that's where you <laughs> just realize, push it down the road well and and i'm i'm really good about that like i won't i won't get to the end of a goal and say oh i'll just make it a little bit longer i'll get to the end of a goal and go why did i fail i failed so you won't extend it you'll say hey so yeah. you're you're more stuck to your deadlines i ruined it like, like i right. i fucked up where did i go wrong why did this happen you know blah 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 and like i said this was a 30 year goal but i didn't put 30 years of work into the goal i went 30 years telling myself what something was going to happen hoping that it would quote unquote manifest itself and so it came it came to my attention you know about like three four years ago this wasn't going to happen for me so at 40 you're not retiring um you're going to continue to work you're going to continue no matter what you do whether it's tile, whether it's business, whether it's your marriage, your, your parenting, um, your relationships at work, your career, when you're making dinner, no matter what you do, it either requires you to take one of two mindsets. I'm going to work today and do this like it should be done, 
or I'm going to try to evade the work and escape it. And so you see this, and there's many different levels of this. You can see it in every industry, basketball players, football players. You can see it in bakers. You can see it in people working at Tim Hortons. You can see it at Starbucks or wherever you go, you can see there's two types of people, and they either have this desire to complete the task that they're working on or they don't and they just don't simply don't want to be there and so it, it dawned on me that I don't want to retire ever ever I don't ever want to not work um, but I want to change and I have the capacity to change what I'm doing or what I'm focusing my work and 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 that sort of thing on so I decided basically okay I can't be a knuckle buster for the rest of my life. I can't beat my body continuously. And I've done probably hundreds of thousands of square feet of tile. I've picked up and put down and spread thin set, loaded, unloaded trucks. So what's the point? What, you know, what do you do? What do you want? What do you want to change here? So I tried to catapult, you know, the experience of what I learned and say, okay, what can I do next? that's going to help me adjust my career. I can work just as hard at, but I don't have to use my body. I can use my brain instead. So then just said, develop the business. Well, you know, it's funny. You could decide when to work or not to work. Mm -hmm. And you can move that forward. You can move it back. That's one decision mentally. But your body is on a different clock. So you may want to work forever or work Less or whatever the case may be, but you're in control of that. Your body is making a separate decision. There will be a day where the body can't handle it. Mm -hmm. So it's funny. So it's even like despite what your desires is, especially in this industry, the physical part of it, there are going to be, you know, like that's going to end at some point. There's going to be limitations. So it's smart to get ahead of that. Well, and it's like, like there's, I use sports so much, but like Steve Young got his law degree before he went into the NFL. Yeah. And you're like, why did he do that? Well, because he understood I'm going to prepare myself. I'm going to prepare my life so that when I can't physically throw a ball anymore, when I can't physically put the pads on, I still have a life just in case. And you know what's funny? His career ended early <laughs> because of injuries and such. So he actually needed that degree. And he maybe he didn't push his body to a debilitating point because he had the law degree whereas some guys you you watch they just can't let it go they just keep on battering themselves battering themselves to death because there's literally nothing else you know what you remind me of here and we should um if you're listening you should look it up and i'm gonna ask you to do it after the podcast you gotta look up the lyrics to the song time by pink floyd mm. it, it's exactly what you explained earlier just basically to sum it up, it's like we think things are so slow and boring, and then you blink your eyes and time's gone by. Mm -hmm. And there's one line that says, no one told you when to run. You missed the starting gun. Mm. First time I heard that line, I like nearly passed out. Mm -hmm. Like just if you're picturing it, there's a race, and you're ready and you're waiting to go, and you're like, no, the race has already started. Mm -hmm. You've already missed it. And that feeling of one hour, I, I can never catch it. Mm -hmm. I'm too far behind it. So the whole theme of that song is about like really appreciating what you have in terms of time. Cause it talks about just kind of like diddling around and doing nothing and 
and it's a slow ass boring day and then like a decade goes by so it's funny when you mentioned the retirement goal and how quickly you got to 40 because at eight nine you think that's just like eons away Mm -hmm. and then you wake up one day and you're like i'm here well and it's like i think my dad all the time because he was always trying to push me more like okay what can you do this math problem okay great what's the next one like it was always and some people are like well nothing's ever good enough i didn't look at it that way i looked at it as a constant challenge to be more and the point that he was trying to get across to me is you can never be too far ahead but it's so easy to be one second behind like it's it's so easy for you to just blink and then like you said you're watching everybody else running away and you can't you can't overcome that sometimes Mm -hmm. let me give you a quick retirement story that ties in i saw something on the news the other day from france it was this giant protest and i couldn't help but laugh because i took a trip there with my wife in 2010 and the exact protest was happening. It was identical. It was like not even a little bit different. So were they still protesting? I was like, did that end? Is that still going I since just we left? I imagine people started with a baby face and they ended and with like, a beard. Full beard. <laughs> They're still on the steps of the White House. And the idea was, this is why I want to ask you, because it's the, the difference in mentality sometimes from Europe, let's say, to North America. The protest was about the government wants to push the retirement age. So if you're retiring, I think it's 62 there. They want to make it 64. Mm. So they want people to work longer. And there's a whole thing out there now about the baby boomer age, and there's not going to be enough people to fill enough positions and that sort of thing. So they want to move it two years ahead. So the people don't like that. And so the bill or whatever was that had happened in 2010, they were able to stop it after these protests. Mm. And when I say protests, it's not like in Toronto where there's like 200 people show up at City Hall. It, the whole city was was on the street. No one was working. And it was interesting seeing the power of the people. And it's a very, you know, and so when you look at how even like those European cities are constructed, they're constructed with all these city centers and all these gathering places mm. for this purpose. Mm. Like Toronto's not really built in a way <laughs> to have like a line. center square. Like, like there's line the back roads. Right. Yeah. Like there's Maple Leaf Square, which is kind of the biggest spot downtown. But think about it. All these European cities have these town squares where you would gather and that sort of thing. So it's just ingrained in their culture that way. And I thought if they did that here in Canada, would there be a protest? How many people would go? What would happen? So it's just interesting to compare and contrast and just seeing people push back saying, no, 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 no. If I'm going to make it to 62, you're not going to push me to 64. (laughs) Yeah. How would that how would that go over here? Boy, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to think in those in those kind of regards because I I just what keeps ringing in my head is is like, God, you let it get to that point. You know what I mean? Like, don't let it get there. Don't get to sixty before you you're you have no choice. Let's put it that way. You know, if you're if you're at the point where you're sixty years old and you don't have a choice to go into work or not, then. Um, then it's you're behind and unfortunate and that's the unfortunate part about it because um so many people aren't introduced to that ideal when they're younger or they are and they don't look at it they don't think about it but um yeah i couldn't 
boy, that's a tough, that's a tough place to be. Right. I was thinking sometimes I'm envious of retirees. Like, I don't have this big vision of, I wish I could retire because of all the travel. Like, we think of all the glorious stuff, right? I'm sometimes envious of neighbors on the street. And I'll think to myself, you know what? I would love to just wake up. And the only concern I had was to mow the lawn, <laughs> water some plants, and figure out what's for dinner. Maybe <laughs> shoot around a golf. But even something as simple as just, you just got to take care of a few things around the house, make dinner, maybe go shopping, or so, that's it. It seems so simple. Something you would do, let's say, when you're on holidays, right? So sometimes I'm, I'm envious and I desire that kind of life. And then I think to myself, but what would I do on day two Yeah. and three? And then I'm envious because I'm running around working. It's never enough, never enough money, whatever. And you look at them, you're like, wow, I wish I could be in their shoes. But they're looking at it the opposite because th they just lack a purpose. And they'll tell you stuff, too. They'll, they'll say, listen, I just need to do something. I need a hobby. And you really see that downward spiral. So, you know, not working doesn't equal happiness. No, and I think, like, when you look at somebody like Michael Jordan, for instance, he realized at the age of 16, and I believe wholeheartedly that it, it was at the point when he got cut from his high school team. I think he realized at that moment I'm going to either work every single day for the rest of my life or I need to do something else. And he decided to work. And even when he took on, like, you know, when he realized basketball was kind of, on, he was on the tail end of things, his back was having issues yeah. and all that. He was really into golf. And he was really into gambling. And he was like, he was always, uh, like, on the course. He was always trying to trying to figure out a way to make the game competitive with other people. I don't think he likes golf. I don't think he likes waking up at 5 a.m. He likes competition. He doesn't like beating a, a little hard ball with a metal stick and trying to land it into a tiny hole a long ways away. I don't think he actually likes the game. I think he just needs to work at something that he knows he's not the best at. Did you ever hear the story of his golf course? No. That's a great story. So Jordan designed his own golf course. It's known as like one of the hardest courses you can play. <laughs> it's designed because he would play against pros. He's got friends on the tour and that sort of thing. So the course is designed where if you're a pro player and you nail the drive, there's all kinds of sand and hazard, and it's a narrow landing spot. But if you drive it less, which is to his exact game, it's a wider fairway with no traps. <laughs> so the course was designed to be harder if you're like a pro player. Yeah. And that, was, that would give him an edge if he's playing these guys for money or for whatever. The course is literally... So if he hits a drive that's normally 240, let's say, the 240 part of the course is wide open with a great lay. Yeah. And then if you go a little bit further, that's where like a bunch of shit's in the way. <laughs> And he designed it in a way to make it harder for the pro golfer than for himself. Yeah. But the point is, the obsession with competition and always looking to get ahead. Mm -hmm. That's the opposite of just coasting yeah. and just kind of who cares, mm. right? Always that edge. So it's, it's work. It's always working. It's never, it's never putting it down. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that you, you, know, you, you run pipes and plumb or you know, you're an electrician or a tile setter. Like, you, you don't have to do that until you die you can 
adjust or retire, so to speak, from one thing and move on to another, just like Jordan did with basketball. To call. That's right. Okay, okay I'm going to put you on the spot. Would you do exactly what you're doing now, physically and otherwise, until you're like 75, unlimited money? Or you could retire at 55, 60, something like that, tight fixed income, like really tight, fixed fixed income, not, not a lot of move, not a lot of flexibility. Which one are you choosing? Not even a question. I, I As I'm saying it, you're looking at me like, dude, give me a, give me a <laughs> better question. Make this more difficult for me. Because you're going to, you're going to 80 plus. Yeah, because and and I'll tell you, uh, as of kind of the the tale of this whole story is that the last job I did was Christmas over the Christmas break. I didn't have a choice. I had to get the job done. Every all the guys were all off for Christmas break. We had to finish the project. Or at least I put that deadline on myself. And I went to work. I didn't have a choice. I had to go set tile. Yeah. During Christmas break. And at the end of the job, I got up, put all my tools away, and I said, I'm never going to be forced to set tile again. And that's it. It's done. So it's a good back. You know, I can always do it. I can always jump in. But it's going to be my choice. It's going to be my decision that, okay, I'm going to pick this job to do. I'm going to go, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get this job done myself um, on this one. But I do not have to. And it's not because there's other people doing work or I'm being lazy or anything like that. It's the fact that I needed to settle the physical installation part of things. And I needed to move on as a business so that I could take care of everyone. And not just myself. It's crazy when you put in that position, the motivation that comes. Mm. Have you ever heard, we'll just close on this. Have you ever heard of the, the story or the theory of the two types of motivation? That there's only two types in the world? Have you ever heard of this? Mm-mm. So apparently, there's only two things that can motivate you. And you don't pick one or the other for your whole life. Like It depends on the situation. So one could be about work, one could be about marriage, one could be about weight loss, whatever the case. But I learned this in school, I'll never forget it. It was the two types of motivation are either fear of failure or desire to succeed. Mm. There's actually no other motivation other than those two things. Mm-hmm. And like, think about that when it comes to like trying to quit smoking, building a business, not wanting to do something. It's amazing that you're either pushed by the fear of the failure of that area or the desire to succeed and get your way out of it. Mm-hmm. So of those two, is there is there one that you relate to more when it comes to business, let's say? Desire to succeed. Because I, I, I get that from you. Yeah, I think it's every bone in my body, when whether it's playing a flag football game at Thanksgiving or, you know, coming into work at 5 a.m., it's the desire to be successful in whatever you're doing. I fucking love it. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> There's that so- that soundbite you see on like social media every day right now. It's like, it's like, why do you do this every day? Because I fucking love it. I fucking love it. 
All right, guys, thanks for stopping in. As always, this has been the Tile Free Podcast, and this is shit that I wish I heard when I was young. Like, subscribe, follow YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all the socials. You know where to go. DM me with any questions or subjects that you want me to talk about. I'd be more than happy to indulge you. Once again, this has been the Tile Free Podcast, and now it is time for me to get back to work.